It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is Relentless Daring on Podbean.com. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. I would like to apologize for running a little late. Bible study got a little carried away with rabbit trails and, well, what about this? What about that? And all all the stuff that happens if you go to a good Bible study. So, before I get started, I want to pay some bills. Built Bars. By far the absolute best protein bar I've ever had, period, end of story. Um, Especially right now, they have these new uh, crispy peanut butter ones. They're kind of like eating a uh, Little Debbie Star Crunch. So good. Um, So many flavors to choose from. The caramel apple pie. and Oh, my gosh. There's there's like 20 flavors. There's a ridiculous amount of them. Um. Plus, they have other stuff that's not the built bars. Uh, they, they have uh, built broth now. It's like a, a powdered bone broth you mix with hot water. That's really good. Especially you know, if, if you're still in cold parts of the country and you just want a nice little pick-me-up, they're mixed with some hot water, and it's it's like drink, drinking a cup of soup. It's so good. You know, They also had the uh, the built energy uh, like drink powder <laughs> it's good with Steve wants to know who can resist a good romping Bible study. You haven't been to one of ours. They're actually quite fun. Um, but you know, there's so much, so much good stuff to choose from at built bar. So go to builtbar.com, use the promo code relentless, save 10% and you know, let's them know that hey, Tyler told you about it. And if he says it's good, it's well worth my time and money. Um, so I'm calling today's episode, the bullet train to Stalinism. And as suggested, I am doing the bullet train with a glass of bullet rye. So... Uh, I, I don't even know where to begin because the world has gone absolutely insane. Really, it's been half. No, that was um, that was the preferred beverage of one Jeff Fisher. Is the bullet train a night train? I don't know. Could be. It could be. So, I, I really don't know where to begin with all of the stuff that I have pulled because the culture that has been pushing against conservatism has been going on for, what, the last, really the last 10 years. I, I mean, truly hardcore the last 10 years. It, it, there's always been pushback against it. It's part of the political realm. There's always push and pull, progressivism, conservatism, liberalism, uh, so on and so forth. But, <laughs> Lady Di, you just got a Bible study, you lush. Hey, there was all sorts of talk about wine at the Bible study, all right? Especially, you know, new wine, old wine skins, you know, any wine that's only three days old is the best wine because then it's still juice. 
you know, these are important conversations to be having. So, like I said, there's always been a push against conservative values. And lately it seems it's not just pushing back on what we as conservatives or even the more libertarian among us hold as core beliefs. And a lot of that, and we're getting hit from both sides. We're getting hit from, you know, the government. We're getting hit from private, you know, private sector business, which really the, with the protections given to them and afforded to them by the government makes it even easier. We've seen censorship going. This not it's not going on from the government. No, the, the government will never stop you. You get the government won't say you can't say that, because that would be unconstitutional. We can't have that. Would be prudent. But big tech, on the other hand, well, they're a private business. And they have First Amendment protections as much as you and I. They have the freedom of association. They have the freedom to allow what, what speech through moderation on their sites. They, which, generally speaking, if someone is saying making threats of violence okay, we don't want that posted here. We can agree with that. That's that's not unheard of. You know, back in the days of town criers in the square out in, like, Boston Commons, if someone was out making threats of violence, they would get drug off the public square. So that makes sense. But when you come out and say, you know, I found this article that I think is interesting. I think other people should read because it raises questions about COVID-19 or the COVID vaccines or they make some really good questions about what actually happened with the election. Bam! You can no longer share with this, share this for the next 12 hours. Or we're going to take it down. We're going to restrict who is actually able to see it. You can make a comparison. Well, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop there. Stop myself there. You can type out a comparison of, you know, the people in the Nazi party who would make sure, you know, you know, controlled information and compare that to Facebook fact checkers. You can, you can type that out. Nothing happens. But you do it in the form of a meme that has a picture of Goebbels next to Mark Zuckerberg. <gasps> oh, oh no, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You you can't do that because it's an image of a hateful person, of a dangerous person. You can't share that image. Well, that person has been dead for 70 years, and it's a political observation. I say this because Lady Di shared this on the Relentless Daring fan page. And I was going through my, you know, going through my announcements uh, and notifications yesterday. And, huh, uh-oh, what did Di do now? And I looked at him like, that's not offensive. <laughs> Kim says, I can't get canceled on Twitter because I don't matter, apparently. Hey, uh, Kim, if you want to get canceled on Twitter really quick, just at Brian Stelter and call him a pansy. And next thing you know, you will be in Twitmo because <gasps> that's targeted harassment. 
But what's really scary, though, is how quickly, like I said, the Stalinization of the culture, where if, if you go against the woke screeds, you're going to get put on blast. If you say you use your freedom of the press to go after the government or to tell a an opinion that differs from the right think, suddenly Congress wants to shut down your news agency. Huh. Uh see. Steve says, did you hear the latest TMZ is making the assertion that the CPAC stage was modeled after a rune used by the by Nazi SS brigade? Yes, I saw that. It's absolutely stupid. And I, I've seen the comparisons. But it's like, I, I came and get synced to that level of stupid. Well, like I said, the when Congress is essentially threatening cable providers and over-the-top providers, you know, that's places like Pluto, like the Roku app, Apple TV, and and they're veiled threats. They're not outright threatening them, but. These things are going on, and who is going to push back against them? Who's going to have the cojones, the testicular fortitude to actually look at Congress, go in front of all 435 of them, go, listen here, you stupid sons of bitches. There is this thing called the Constitution, and even the hint of a veiled threat because we are enacting our God-given right to the freedom of press, not the government-given. If you read the First Amendment, it doesn't say we, the government, grant the people these freedoms in the First Amendment. It says these freedoms cannot be abridged. And even the hint of a fit of a veiled threat is an attempt to squash the freedom of press. And and I'm sure you've heard about this letter that was sent by members of Congress to, like I said, Comcast, Verizon, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Here's a Reason article by Robbie Suave, not to be confused with Rico Suave. Rico Suave, someone completely different. And see, this is dated on the 22nd. Today, two Democratic members of Congress sent letters to the presidents of Comcast, AT&T, Verizon, Cox, Dish, and other cable and satellite companies implying that they should either stop carrying Fox News, One American News Network, and Newsmax, or pressure them to change their coverage. According to the lawmakers, these conservative channels are responsible for promoting misinformation and political violence. Quote, To our knowledge, the cable, satellite, and over-the-top companies that disseminate these media outlets to American viewers have done nothing in response to the misinformation aired by these outlets, wrote Representatives Anna Eshoo and Jerry McInerney, both of California. Released in advance of the House Committee on Energy and Commerce's Wednesday hearing on, quote, disinformation and extremism in the media, end quote, the letter makes clear that some lawmakers do not want television providers to let their customers watch conservative news channels. Disclaimer, I am interviewed regularly on Fox News and Newsmax. That is Robbie Suave adding that in there. Eshoo and McNerney asked the companies to explain the moral and ethical principles that undergird their decision-making with respect to which channels are carried. 
How many viewers tuned into these channels during the four weeks before the Capitol riots on January 6, 2020? I'll give you a hint. It was more, I guarantee you, it was more than CNN and MSNBC combined. And what steps were taken to, quote, monitor, respond to, and reduce the spread of disinformation? The committee members also sent a letter to Roku, Amazon, Apple, Google, and Hulu, digital companies that distribute cable programming, reports the New York Times. False claims do appear with some frequency on conservative news channels, streaming services, and social media. But they also appear in the New York Times, on CNN, and in other mainstream information outlets. The traditional remedy to misinformation is to file a defamation lawsuit. The federal government does not need to involve itself. On the contrary, the First Amendment prohibits Congress from infringing on free speech. And that includes the freedom of... The freedom to... I'm sorry... (laughs) I do really bad at cold reads, and so if there's a grammar issue, it really messes me up. And that includes the freedom of companies to decide what kind of speech appears on their platforms. Politicians are not in charge of setting the parameters for acceptable speech on the Internet and television. That responsibility devolves to individual companies and individual viewers. Make no mistake, the letter to television providers was an act of intimidation. This behavior is equally unacceptable when Republicans do it. Calls to regulate tech companies because Facebook, Twitter, and Google make moderation decisions that irritate conservatives are also threats to free speech. Members of both political parties are intent on wielding their power to curb the speech of their adversaries, which is precisely why the government does not and should not have the power to compel or censor speech. But the really one of the big problems, though, is that far too often, conservatives cave. Far too often, these businesses, these media companies, these providers... They agree with whoever is in charge because, hey, it makes sense. It makes political and business sense to agree. But it goes on because we allow it to. Conservatives love to stay above the fray. Because principles matter to us. We are afraid to get in the dirt and fight dirty like the like progressives. Progressives love to use they don't use warfare, they use lawfare. They, they go through the minutia of law to attack and to silence and shut down those who they don't like. Uh, Congresswoman Lauren Bobert from Colorado gave a very impassioned speech about H.R. 5. H.R. 5 is the Equal Rights Act, which will codify... <gasps> oh... He feels pretty, so he's going to call himself a girl. And now, even though he's a 52-year-old, twice-divorced Navy vet, he's going to remake himself in the image of a woman and get a starting spot on the college women's basketball team. And you have to accept it. If you're a child, you're five, six, seven-year-old child comes to you and says, I'm not a girl, I'm a boy. If you refuse to indulge 
these feelings that might change in the next two minutes because they're kids. One minute they think they're a pony. The next minute they think they're a duck. The next minute they're just your child again. If you don't indulge these fleeting feelings as a, that child has, that child doesn't understand. If you don't indulge it, the state can step in and because you are neglecting the needs of your child, it's abusive behavior. We're going to take your kid. I mean, the state coercing your behavior as a parent as to go, no, I, I, I don't understand what you're feeling, but I imagine they're very confusing times and you feel really kind of odd right now, but we, we need to work on this. Because I'm not, I'm not going to say that transgender people are all head cases. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what feelings they're dealing with. And, and, and I want to handle the situation with as much grace as possible. But that doesn't mean the state has to come in and tell me I must affirm my child's feelings, even though it may be something fleeting. Even though studies have shown that most children, teenagers who have uh, feelings that I might be the wrong person in the wrong body, they resolve them by the time they're, they've reached 18, 19 years old. Um, the Federalist, uh, Chad Felix Green, he is trans. He is biologically male. And he was saying on Twitter the other day that he gets attacked all the time because you identify as trans, but you never transitioned. He's like, well, yeah, I I dealt with these feelings and I came to realize that the way I felt wasn't 100% right. And he became, he grew to be comfortable with the body he had. And so now he's, he's viewed as a transposer by the crazy radical LGBTQIA2 plus ad infinitum community. Now, he's he's a person I would love to have on the show because I don't understand the feelings of body dysmorphia. I don't. Just like I don't understand I don't understand gender dysmorphia. I don't understand, you know, schizophrenia. I don't understand a person with disassociative identity disorder, you know, literal multiple personalities. So, but that doesn't mean that I have to condemn them. You know, as a child of God, I'm called to love everybody. Even if I don't like them, even if I don't agree with them. But we get shut down, we get attacked. It's it's absolutely insane. To the point where, you know, You know, if, if you're in an education, education major at a large university, if you go against the the orthodoxy of that university, you'll you'll get kicked out of your program. Uh, from Daily Wires, published uh, the twenty fifth, students suspended from education program for saying, "quote A man is a man." A woman is a woman. End quote. Uh, the State University of New York has suspended an education student from mandatory teaching programs 
for posting Instagram videos expressing, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, conservative ideology. Sunni Geneseo sent an email to education student Owen Stevens, placing him on suspension from his field teaching programs after his peers uncovered videos of him preaching conservative dogma. <gasps> oh my gosh. The school claims that Stevens' videos call into question his ability to maintain a classroom environment protecting the mental and emotional well-being of all his students. According to a copy of Stevens' suspension obtained by the Daily Wire, the education student will remain suspended from participating in in-school field experiences and courses that have field experiences until he completes a remediation plan. He's literally going to a re-education camp. Oh, did I say camp? Oh, my gosh. No, you look like an idiot. Yep. The remediation plan includes taking down his Instagram videos. Oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. A state university compelling speech. A state university, a university that receives both state and federal funds compelling speech. Uh, hello, Stalin called in Mother Russia. You say you have free speech as long as you say what we like. <laughs> Toning down his social media presence and attending school sanctioned training. Stevens told the Daily Wire he refused to take part in re-education training. Quote, after review of all available materials, I find that based on your continued public stance and social media presence, you do not consistently demonstrate behaviors required by the conceptual framework of the School of Education. End quote. The Dean of School Education wrote in an email to Stevens. The university claims that Stevens violated the school's inclusivity doctrine, which requires teachers to foster a diverse campus community marked by mutual respect for the unique talents and contributions of each individual. The dean also insinuated that future teachers are required to support all aspects of homosexuality and gender identity. <laughs> During one of his Instagram videos, Stevens said, A man is a man, a woman is a woman, a man is not a woman, and a woman is not a man. The dean told Stevens that his scientific stance on biology is in conflict with the state's Dignity for All Students Act. Quote, You continue to maintain, I do not recognize the gender that they claim to be if they are not biologically that gender. The dean said, This public position is in conflict with the Dignity for All Students Act, requiring teachers to maintain a classroom environment, protecting the mental and emotional well-being of all students. Other videos on Stevens' Instagram page include him explaining how Columbus Day isn't about celebrating every facet of of Christopher Columbus' life and how race-based clubs can be toxic to racial progress. Oh! <laughs> oh, you mean you mean like um you mean like a lobbying group for illegal aliens called La Raza, which literally means the race. You know, if if, if it was white guys who call called their group, I don't know. The Brotherhood of Aryan Peoples. Somebody would get upset. But hey, the the Black Panthers, that's cool. Even though it's black nationalism, black nationalism is fine as long as it's not white nationalism. I'm just saying, just saying. Can't have whitey saying that only whites are good. And I'm not going. I'm not going to uh, attempt to replace whitey with another word, another color, followed by a Y, because then it would come off as very, 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 very racist. (laughs) 
Princess Steve says, I was about to say, last time a white guy promoted a, quote, master race, end quote, the entire world went to war. All right. I'm going to take a quick break, and I will be right back. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast, and as always, stay relentless. Tired of the same cardboard flavored doormat textured protein bar. How about drink mix packets for your water bottles that are full of artificial sweeteners? Tired of a whole regimen of pre workout and protein shakes for your trip to the gym? Go to builtbar.com for their selection of great tasting protein bars, built boost energy drink mixes, and built go energy gels. Built Bar offers 18 delicious flavors of protein bars with only 4 to 5 net carbs for you keto dieters, 6 flavors of Built Boost Energy Drink Mix, and 3 flavors of Built Go Energy Gel. Built Bars are made in America using real ingredients like honey and dark chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code RELENTLESS to save 10% and let them know you heard about them from Relentless Daring. Sorry, I'm getting used to my new uh, my new soundboard, and I forgot to push the mic slider up so I could actually talk. Don't. No, you look like an idiot. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Master Producer. Glad we're on the same page. <laughs> but oh man, I should do a much better job preparing. And speaking of being prepared, there is nothing better. Then knowing that in a time of crisis, you have crap squared away. You're snowed in for weeks on end. Can't get to the grocery store. Power's out. You have to have a way to feed your family. But hey, you have got, you've got things taken care of. You've got space heaters or you've got a, you've got a generator to run space heaters, keep your place warm. You've got food storage. You've got a, you got water filtration system. That way you can get water that maybe not through uh, the public water works and you can make sure it's clean to drink. That's because you were smart. You went to my Patriot supply and you stocked up on the things that you thought you might need. Having, Three, four weeks worth of food saved up in nice waterproof containers. They're easily stackable. You stick them in the closet, not have them not have them laying around and taking up you know unneeded space in your living room. Or if you've seen some of the food prep kits where you just have stacks of cardboard boxes with you can get, you know, ants and other stuff chews through the plastic or really heavy tin cans of stuff. It's my sister just moved up here from Florida not that long ago, and she brought her food, her, uh, her food prepping stuff with her. And I'm pretty sure that was half of the stuff she brought from Florida. It's ridiculous. And that's how it came. It was cardboard boxes. You open them up and it's plastic bags that, you know, the mice can chew through. You go to mypatriotsupply.com. And you get their food storage kits, they're good plastic totes. I mean, you know, stuff that mouse is not going to chew through to get to your goodies. So go to mypatriotsupply.com. Still working on getting a landing page that will take, I can just tell you, go there, bam. But just go to the link in the show notes and, you know, that way they will know what you heard about from me and then I get all the credit and therefore the glory. MyPatriotSupply.com. Be 
prepared for anything that life can throw at you. All right, so getting back into our march towards Stalinism, it's it's absolutely insane the way that, you know, it's, you know, people are being, you have the government coming after, you know, media because how dare you share news that has opinions that aren't aligned with ours. No, Lady Di, is, Lady Di says that Bidenism, no, 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 no. If it was Bidenism, uh, we'd all say dumb things and not remember not remember what we ate for breakfast. But, you know, another big thing is the digital book burnings. I, I know, I know, I know. But uh, how can you have a digital book burning? Well, what is that? Well... For instance, there's been a book that's been on Amazon for the last three, four years called When Harry Became Sally. Now, I'm going to come out and say I have not read this book. However, is a it's controversial in that it takes on transgenderism, which... You know, if we want to say we live in a rational world, if if we want to say we live in a rational world, we can have discussions where we say, well, you know, I don't agree with this because X, Y, and Z. And here is the scientific data behind it. But no, we, we, we don't live in a rational world. We live in a world where we are Galileo, we are Copernicus, and the woke church is having us put on house arrest and having us burned at the stake for heretics because we're challenging their heterodoxy. Oh my gosh. And, and 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 that's what uh, Ryan Anderson did with this book. He quest he called into question the woke church heterodoxy. Uh, this is from Fox News headline: Jeff Bezos, Washington Post ignores Amazon decision to remove book on transgenderism. Washington Post cover book extensively three years ago slammed it as making, quote, a case against transgender people. A controversial decision by billionaire Jeff Bezos, behemoth, behemoth, oh my God, can't talk, behemoth, online retailer Amazon, to remove a best-selling book has gone unreported by his newspaper, the Washington Post, because, hey, democracy dies in darkness, folks. And what better way to kill it than when you're the one who controls the lights? And then you can just redirect everyone to look away from the dark room where democracy is dying. The Washington Free Beacon noticed on Friday that the Post hadn't covered the decision made by its sister company to remove a best-selling book that the newspaper previously characterized as anti-transgender. Author Ryan T. Anderson said this week his book, When Harry Became Sally, responding to the transgender movement, was removed from Amazon. The decision caused swift backlash as critics point out Amazon has a history of censoring books that doesn't coincide with the company's liberal and political views. While Washington Post was, has not covered this, the decision by Amazon to remove the book, it did the same. It did cover the same book in 2018 with the story headline: "Ryan Anderson's book on transgender people is creating an uproar." The three-year-old story said said the book quote makes that some feel is an inflammatory case against transgender people. Because Anderson argues that American society's growing acceptance of transgenderism has more to do with ideology than science. The current commotion over Anderson began when bloggers noticed that when Her- 
when Harry became Sally, had skyrocketed to number one on two of Amazon's book lists. One on natural law and another for LGBT issues. The Post reported at the time, noting that Bezos owned both the newspaper and Amazon. It's unclear why the Post covered the book before it was released, but has neglected to inform readers that Amazon has removed the book from its platform. Quote, uh, We will not discuss our internal coverage plans and all editorial decisions are made independent of the interests of any outside party or company, a Post spokesperson told Fox News. When Harry became Sally, aimed to provide, quote, thoughtful answers to questions arising from our transgender moment and offered a balanced, a balanced approach to public policy on gender identity and a sober assessment of the human costs of getting human nature wrong. A search from Amazon for when Harry became Sally on Monday doesn't find Anderson's book. Instead, suggesting books with the opposite view of the end of gender, the end of gender, debunking myths about sex and identity in our society, or understanding gender dysphoria, navigating transgender issues in a changing culture, or let Harry become Sally, responding to the anti-transgender movement. And which I would like to say, thank you, Barnes and Noble. And, and I actually tweeted this at uh, Ryan Anderson on on the Twitters that because since this book has been pulled from Amazon, who controls eighty three percent of book sales in America, he has shot up to number two. On the Barnes & Noble bestsellers list, I told Ryan Anderson, you know, you should send Amazon a plaque for Salesman of the Year. And, and it, it goes on. And someone pointed out, I don't have the name of the book, that, you know, Amazon also has books about transgenderism that includes young children while working their way through these weird feelings they're having with, you know, gender dysphoria and all that, um, and engaging in sexual behaviors that are not appropriate for children. That's allowed to stay on the shelf. But questioning the heterodoxy and then having the book destroyed, there's a, there's a group of teachers that was celebrating that, yay, we've gotten books like, like the Iliad and the Odyssey removed from the curriculum because they, they, they support the patriarchy. Wait, why isn't learning classic literature a good thing? Thing. I mean, and the Odyssey, yo, pro third wave feminism, uh, Ulysses' wife didn't, you know, give in to any of the suitors. In fact, she was written as a strong character, as an incredibly shrewd, intelligent woman, because she's like, hey, you know, there's only one person. There's only one person who knows how to string this bow. And it ain't any of these clowns. None of them will be able to do it. So, hey, whoever can string this bow and, sh and shoot an arrow through all these little rings, I will marry. I mean, how is that? How is that not, not anti-patriarchy? I mean, this is Homer writing this in Greece when women really didn't have that much uh, that much social value. No offense to the ladies out there listening. No offense to those to those men who identify as ladies who are out there listening, and the ladies who identify as men suck at nerds. It just goes on and on. Um, another book that has 
come under fire is my daughter's favorite to kill a mockingbird. Okay, why is To Kill a Mockingbird a bad book? Ah, because Atticus Finch is white knighting. He's a white savior coming in to save, save the black man. Well, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Stop. How many black attorneys do they have in that southern town? Anyone, anyone, you in the back, you over there. How many were, zero? Oh, zero, okay. Okay, so now we've determined there were no black attorneys in that town in To Kill a Mockingbird. And only one attorney in the town cared about justice for the crippled black man accused of attempting to rape a woman who was all about the BBC. If you don't know what that is, I suggest Urban Dictionary, and then don't hate me later. And then her racist dad peeks through the window just in time to see her throwing herself at the guy, and then suddenly it's, it's, oh my gosh. They're, they're hating the story for the wrong reasons. You have a, a white, yes, it's a white attorney defending a black man and getting him justice. The characters that they should be outraged at, they don't even care about. They don't care about the incestuous lecherous dad who doesn't want his daughter being involved with a black man and so has him, you know, charged with attempted rape. I mean, how many people in the, how many black men in the South were killed because of these kind of allegations? Um, Emmett Till comes to mind. Emmett Till was accused of not even raping or groping a woman. He was accused of whistling at a white woman. And he was beaten to death till he was literally unrecognizable when they pulled his body out of the river three days later. His mom made the incredibly stunning decision to say no my boy is going to be bare, is going to have a funeral with an open casket so they can people can see what they did to my boy 15 year old kid um what is known as the Tulsa race riots was more like the uh the Tulsa race massacre something similar a black man had to use a restroom and the only restroom that was available to him was on the third floor of a building. So he goes in, he uses the elevator because that's, you know, third floors where the, uh, the segregated Negroes only bathroom was a white woman running the elevator accused him of groping her. And it literally led to the deaths of an acknowledged 32 people, although some historians believe it may actually be as high as 200, and essentially forced a large portion of the black community of Tulsa, Oklahoma, out of the city. All that jazz that everyone says originated in uh, New Orleans? Nope. Tulsa, they just went to New Orleans because it was safer. It's it's ridiculous. And then you start getting to some of the other craziness of, you know, forcing people what to think. 
you, you have all these anti-racist classes. Coke telling people, telling their employees, be less white. I mean, the last time someone tried to be less white, um, see, who have we gotten? Sean King, Rachel Dolezal, Vanilla Ice, Eminem. It, it, it doesn't always go well when telling people be less white. You know, is it Coca-Cola? Uh, the Under Armour forced, employee, forced white employees to undergo anti-racist re-education program. Under Armour appears to be the next big corporation found to be forcing employees to undergo anti-white training session reports. And the, the problem is all of this is creating a huge potential backlash for, you know, an HR suits for discrimination because if I go into insert business here and I start giving classes on this gr- this racial group, this skin color. Be less your skin color and be more like those people. If it's be less anything other than white, be less black, be less Mexican, be, be less Chinese. You're being it's blatantly racist. And so now some of these big corporations have be looking at huge lawsuits for racism because, um, uh, excuse me over here. Yeah. You're, you're telling us that we're all bad because of our skin color. How is that wrong? Just because I'm white. And if you told a black person that you'd be looking for a new job. I mean, where when is this insanity going to stop? Unfortunately, this is a crazy racial, sexual, governmental Stalinism that we're being pushed to. Where you're going to have have your kids, you know, turning you in because you looked at somebody wrong. You uttered something stupid under your breath. We're we're living in a society that doesn't uphold grace as a virtue. And that's the biggest problem. We don't have grace. We 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 don't we don't exalt grace as something that we should practice. There are a lot of people in this society who say and do dumb things. There should be an accounting for something that they said or done that was, you know, intentionally harmful. But there should be mercy when dealing with it. And as a society, we should offer grace and be allowing people to come back from making a mistake. We shouldn't be canceling people because they said something we don't agree with. Because 20 years ago, they were an idiot. If if you think that we don't allow grace, I mean, it, there is room for grace. It just depends on who it is. Roman Polanski, I he's a statutory rapist. He he did, he was convicted of drugging and raping a twelve year old girl, and then he fled to Switzerland for a number of years before he came home or before he was extradited and forced to serve the sentence. 
but he was given a standing ovation at the Oscars just a few years ago. Mike Tyson is a celebrated celebrity now. I mean, he did Shark Week where he was making fun of him being himself as a boxer. But we seem to seem to forget the fact that in his book, he said the best punch that he ever threw was caught by his wife. We for we seem to for kind of that inconvenient truth that in the early 90s he was convicted of rape. But he he gets a face tattoo and he makes a goofy cameo on on a goofy movie and suddenly oh oh well I, I I guess we like I guess we like Mike again. So I believe Mike Tyson, you know, he he went to prison. He served his debt to society. So I am willing to give him grace that maybe maybe he has grown past being an angry young man who forced himself on a woman. Just like I'm willing to extend grace to some girl who was rapping along to a song said the N-word when she was 15 years old because she was a dumb kid. We as a society need to embrace the idea of you are not your past mistakes. While at the same time being able to say, okay, you did this and it had a direct and horrible influence on somebody because of what you said or what you did because of beliefs that you currently hold. So there needs to be an accounting. There needs to be justice for that. But then once the justice is done, let them move on. Give them the ability and the opportunity to grow. If they don't grow, if they're still the same horrendous reprobate, okay. Richard Spencer, I have a strange feeling, is always going to be the horrible, anti-Semitic, white supremacist asshole that he has always been. Until until there's a sea change with someone like him, And he works to prove that, okay, I'm putting this behind me because this is not, this is no longer congruent with who I want to be as a person. I will hold him to account. But at the same time, we cannot fold when it comes to all these things I talked about on this episode. We have to stand up to Congress when they're writing letters trying to cancel news agencies because they don't like their breed of the news. If it's simple misinformation or disinformation, fine. Know how you combat that? By putting the real information out there. That way, that's been vetted by an independent source, not some fact checker who's been approved by some lefty organization like the Pointer Institute. When teacher groups are trying to get books canceled from your school. You show up at the school board 
and you say, and you raise a stink, you raise a fuss, you say, why are they, we canceling this? Isn't part of growing, part of learning, challenging preconceived notions? Where, were, where would the world be if Martin Luther hadn't have taken, taken that piece of paper and nailed it to the church saying, you know what? These, these problems are what I have with the Catholic Church. Let's, let's talk it out. Because it, it was a challenge to a debate. Because the, the Catholic Church held all the power. The Catholic Church decided what you would, if, if you wanted to be a Christian, this is what you are going to learn. You're going to learn what we tell you. and We are going to control your access to God. By allow by Martin Luther taking his stand and then later Gutenberg printing a Bible not in Latin but in German so the everyday German could read it without it having been you know filtered through a priest who wants to hide certain things. That was huge. We have to challenge ourselves. When your company comes at you and says, uh, you're going to learn this, push back. If your college student says, they're telling me I, I have to take down these opinions, push back. These are these are the ways that we fight a crippling oligarchy is that you don't fold. You don't just sit back and go, ah, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. I was gonna go back to drinking my whiskey and uh you know, watching television, you know, find myself amused, oh boy. All right, so that's going to wrap it up. I went a slightly long. Thank you again for listening, those of you who are listening live. If you're listening on podcast, thank you so very much. If you're listening on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, I'm going to ask the same four things I always ask because I think it's important. Number one, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the notice every week when the new episode posts. Number two, leave a rating. I mean, you leave you leave five-star rating, everybody's going to know that you like the show. It's awesome. Number three, write a review. Say something nice. And speaking of which, my wife, my loving wife, she discovered the ratings and reviews on iTunes. And and, and she sent me a screenshot and like, uh, I think you made someone mad last year. Well, this person has been a has been an ongoing joke ever since because I will say, you know. Write a nice review. Then when, when it pops up in suggestions, people will go, oh, everyone seems to uh, generally like this guy. So everyone seems to like this show, except that one guy. And I'm going to read that one guy's review because Gossamer John deserves to be famous. And the, the headlines is, Boring, poorly sourced, self, something, 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 dot, dot, dot. One star. 
When he's not busy talking about himself, this guy must spend a lot of time dreaming about becoming Alex Jones or Alex Jones. I am so relentless, I'm trying to be two different Alex Joneses at the same time. <laughs> uh, again, thank you all for listening. It means so much that you look, come back every week and either listen live or listen to it on demand at your leisure. Thank you again so very much. Oh, and if you notice that there's a slightly different tone in, in how I sound, because of your wonderful contributions, I have been able to upgrade to an actual legitimate dynamic microphone and a really awesome Rode Procaster soundboard. Thank you so very much. It's the contributions from people like you that make this thing happen. So go to RelentlessDaring.com. At the top of the page, you'll see that Donate button. Click on it, and you can send a one-time donation. You can set up recurring donations. That way, every month, you know, hey, you know, 20 bucks is going there, 10 bucks is going there, whatever the case may be, you know, Every, anything and everything is appreciated. Also at RelentlessDaring.com, click the shop button. You will see that I have merch. T-shirts, cups, hoodies, all the great things. Uh, there's also some stuff from my other show, my non-politics show called The Whiskey Pod. There's not a lot there right now. I don't have time to or the money to hire a graphic designer who can make all sorts of neat things, so I have to do it myself when I have the time available. So check it out. Check out that merch. Again, it all goes to making the show better for you. And as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 